Hi everyone, this is Georgiana with a new episode from Employer Branding, the Inside Podcast. Today, for the second time since I've started this podcast, I talk to two people at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be interesting. The first time proved to be successful in my opinion, so I'm hoping uh, we'll have um, a very productive conversation within the three of us today. And my guests for today are Saskia Domke, from Intermate. Saskia works as a human resources generalist. And my second guest is Kristin Eberhardt from Intermate as well. And Kristin is managing people and organizational development. Welcome. Thank you so much, Georgiana. Thank you. We're excited and you ask very good and very deep dived questions. So looking forward to finding out the answers, <laughs> which I think are also going to be super interesting for our audience. But before we dive into company culture and leadership themes, I would like to to ask you, first of all, what does Intermate does do exactly? I think it's a really, really interesting business model that you guys have, and I'm sure people could would, would like to learn more. Sure. Uh, Christine, do you want me to to start first? Yeah, uh, if you if you would like to. Um... Sure. I will add some information afterwards. (laughs) Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. So um, what what can can we tell you um, hopefully quickly about Intermate? So maybe um, we will start at um, 2014. When when was the year that we have been uh, founded, which is uh, Mm -hmm. quite some years already. We um, started off as a classic influencer marketing agency. Mm -hmm. What what can you understand um, under influencer marketing agency it basically means that um, we we work um, client based on uh, together with different clients um, developing um, social media campaigns um, together in collaboration mm-hmm. with influencers and that has been and still is one of our main topics that we are uh, working on but um, as you know social media is evolving super super fast and um, constantly so of course intermate also um, adapts to the 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 needs and we have been developing to a full service um, agency we um, currently produce everything in-house we have our own um, production firm it's called true mates we have our creative team who is coming up with all the concepts and the the text that we need for the campaigns of course we have um, implemented um, a social ads team because influencer marketing without social advertisement these days um, you can't imagine anymore Um, we also actually act uh, from a creator's perspective meaning um, we have our own channels um, mainly on TikTok um, which really gives us the opportunity to see what is the view of a of a creator what are the needs of a creator and um, yeah what kind of videos, what type of type of content is um, actually good for the audience. And that definitely benefits us in in the way that we are working. And um, yeah, also, of course, last but not least, we um, have our social media team, uh, which is um, maybe a little spoiler, something that we are focusing a lot on um, in 2022 which we are trying to expand a little bit, mm-hmm. um, meaning, of course, we we not only have our um, clients that we are helping with um, the campaigns, we also take over um, the social media channels of our clients, mainly TikTok and Instagram, and see what can we do to improve um, yeah, the, the things that are required, the things that are needed. Mm-hmm. Christine, maybe mm-hmm. there is something you would like to add 
Um, I really have to say and admit that there's nothing really to add, but um, maybe maybe some key facts. So um, in total, we are over 100 employees now. Um, we are located or have uh, offices in three locations. So our headquarters in Berlin, um, our second largest office is in Hamburg. And uh, I think in January, I think it was January, uh, we opened our third uh, office in Cologne. So um, yeah, we are growing and um, we developed from a very small agency to a really big one. And uh, yeah, we are growing and growing. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, and since you guys were mentioning um, scaling the company and constantly hiring, I was wondering what has helped you most in the process of scaling the company when it comes to preserving company culture? Mm -hmm. um, I think um, we, we hadn't to deal with this problem yet. So like... Um, because right now we are um yeah around 100 employees and i think mm -hmm. um that's still quite manageable right it's yeah not, it's, it's, it's still quite manageable and i think um after COVID, when uh, we maybe go back to the office um or more often um i think yeah. then we will really feel that uh we are kind of having a pain or um having problems like um to to really uh, preserve the company culture because many many people haven't seen each other um or see each other for the very first time and um sitting in one's um yeah flat is, is very different to working together suddenly again um yeah, however, um, um, as a measure, maybe, for example, we try to really make uh, clear to employees um, that uh, in, in our onboarding or feedback meetings that everyone is a culture keeper. So, um, for instance, we have a body system where um, we especially um, try to involve young employees and uh, employees uh, who um, yeah, are still kind of newbies and we try to uh, involve them and share responsibility for how people act and feel within the company. And um, we try to make clear that everyone plays a significant role in shaping and passing on culture. So um, um, yeah. First in mind, I had our uh, body system, but maybe also mm -hmm. Saskia has uh, something to add. Yeah, as as um, Christine has already mentioned, um, of course, I would say luckily we haven't uh, faced the situation yet that um, we we had really to invent some measures to prevent uh, to preserve uh, the company culture. Um, I think we have been growing quite um, organically, which means we didn't grow from one day to the other and suddenly we have been 100 people. This was a process that was slowly going on and we luckily had the chance to always inherent um, in, in some kind of way our company culture um, that was kind of given um, from, from day one. Um, of course, um, as any company, the, the bigger you grow, the, the more you have to make yeah. sure is it still the same culture as it has been on, on day one. And I think we um, kind of naturally, so I think we really can say again, we were super lucky, we kind of naturally managed to to kind of find out what is it that are our core values, um, what is it that, um, that we stand for. And as Christine mm -hmm. was saying, um, 
it's going to be a surprise the day when we come back uh, to the office all together to see um, if we are in the same, um, yeah, in the same, um, yeah, scope, let's say, as that we have been mm -hmm. exactly um, uh, before. But of course, um, during this pandemic and during the, the time working um, basically 100% remotely, of course, we still try to do um, to um, yeah to have some initiatives to keep the company culture alive. Meaning, um, besides the onboarding, uh, which Christine was mentioning, which is a very very important part for our company because we think and strongly believe in the beginning of the um, of an employee journey, so to say, when you join a new company and especially you do remotely, it's super important to still be able to show what is the company standing for, what are the core values, and um, by engaging our employees um, as the culture keepers, as uh, Christine was saying, I think we, we manage quite well that everyone is still living up uh, to our values and showing um, what that means in, in the end. And um, yeah, of course, smaller happenings, uh, it might just be some online events, um, um, cool ideas that our culture team is coming up with. I, I think definitely it's helping as a fun fact actually tonight we are going to have a games night with a with a company um a virtual nice. games night mm -hmm. so we try to do things that people get to know each other better so you have an exchange um because we strongly believe that it's super super important to know your employees um maybe i'm already spoiling a little bit um for what is uh, maybe to come in terms of questions uh, in the mm -hmm. letter but um in the later but i think it's super important um yeah to be connected and to understand each other's needs and um that of course is really important for shaping our culture and preserving it in the end mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and of course i think the key the keyword here is actually the the employees the colleagues that need to be kept in the loop all the time to be sure that you're all on the same page, like you said. And um, usually the culture of a company is very much synonymous with that of the founders, especially for companies your size. Is this true for Intermate, you would say? Uh, yes, I think Saskia and me, we really had to laugh when uh, reading this question because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, in our case, we would definitely say yes. Um, our founders are all three very courageous characters and uh, yeah, are not afraid to make mistakes and try new things. And um, yeah, they are curious and above all very fast. So um, our dynamic um, and culture is, is um, yeah quite fast and um, short lived. And um, yeah, this is definitely reflecting uh, in, or is reflected in our culture. Mm -hmm. But it's usually like that. And I, I guess, especially in digital marketing or in marketing nowadays, it has to be dynamic. Otherwise, yeah. there's no yeah. other way, right? Yeah. Um, and I was wondering, what do you guys think about company values? Are they important? Of course, they are important, but how and why? Yeah, definitely. I think um, it it um, depends a little bit on what um, context we, we are talking about, right? Like if we say if company values are important for um, considering an employer brand and um, that is what comes to my mind uh, first of all I think definitely yes and a hundred percent it's it's what is most important what are the most important values to be a successful organization right I think um, the values are showing on the externally but also on the internally um, yeah what kind of employer we are and um, what kind of talent we we want to attract right so um, they shape the whole organization um, in terms of decision making, 
behavioral measurement um, yeah. and leadership as well, of course, and um, help to identify to help people to identify with the company, which is um, the best branding you can have as an employer. And um, I think in, in that regard, definitely a big, big yes. Company values are super, super important, um, not just for yeah, the internal, internal growth and identification, but also um, with the aspect of attracting new talent and to um, be present as an employer and maybe an attractive employer for um, potential new talents that we would like to hire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, now I would like to get a little bit into the topic of trends. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily the beginning of the year anymore, although it, it feels like that in a way. Um, one of the most important trends recently has been diversity. There's been a lot of talk on diversity in 2022. How does Intermate look at this? I think we both don't really like um, the idea of, of uh, diversity as a trend. So um, we think that diversity is a way bigger uh, topic, but we understand that um, as well as uh, sustainability and um, greenwashing, which many, many um, organizations unfortunately are using to yeah, brand themselves. Um, I think um, if the initial thought of diversity is not um, applied consistently within every behavior and situation, um, the attempt to use diversity for one's employer branding can backfire negatively. So one has to be very mm -hmm. careful um, if one is uh, yeah, branding oneself with this term diversity. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's it's really crucial to have a consistent understanding of the term of diversity. So um, what it looks like and how you want to apply it within your organization. Um, so therefore, for uh, an example, we have a workplace manifest, which uh, we want to implement and partially mm -hmm. are already implementing. Um, and in this, we uh, explain uh, very detailed how we want people to behave and what our values are. And we have very clear rules and uh, also do not tolerate intolerant behavior. So I think mm -hmm. this is also mm -hmm. uh, crucial. And um, yeah, so I think it's really important to clearly communicate at the very beginning uh, what um, um, what is diversity for us, what are goals, no goals, and uh, to, to really uh, inherit it within the culture. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I guess in, in the end, it's, um, it's important to stress kindness and acceptance and tolerance yes. without really pointing at diversity, right? Exactly. I think I think I can uh, also just agree on on that. And um, as Christine mentions, um, it's of course it's very nice that diversity gets the attention, right? Because that is the mm -hmm. overall goal. Because we want to achieve that diversity um, doesn't have to be a trend or a topic anymore. That it's something that is just considered normal to have a diverse environment and. Mm -hmm. um, and um, but we still, of course, think it's very important to have the um, yeah the the controversy about diversity and um, to to have it as a topic and to talk about it. And of course, also for us, even though we um, kind of naturally try to, or I would really say I think we are living diversity uh, in a way. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, we also see um, that it is kind of demanded as well, um, especially maybe um, a little little um, exchange to 
um, talking about a little bit um, of our perspective in social media. We are, of course, um, that social media is our home and um, our employees and uh, the people we are trying to attract, they are also living on social media. And um, mm -hmm. you can see not only for um, employer uh, branding or recruiting diversity is an important aspect, it's kind of shaped all over social media. You can see that especially the younger generations they right. uh, they are living mm -hmm. diversity. Mm -hmm. They are asking for diversity. So um, yeah, I think you you as a company, if you don't have that yet, I think you should question yourself. Um, what are the barriers, and what can you do to overcome those barriers, and not um, let's say greenwash in a way um, just by putting a, a nice picture on your homepage, on your career page, um, yeah. showing a diverse uh, cultural environment. Um, really trying to implement it into the company culture, which um, is a challenge for sure. I think it's um, not easy for for a company to switch it just um, like a light switch and um, to be suddenly a diverse company. Also, yeah. I think it's um, it's very interesting. Um, to look at um, yeah diversity from different perspectives as well. Are we talking about cultural diversity or cognitive diversity, which is something that I personally am very passionate about. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, cognitive diversity, different perspectives that are um, looking at uh, problems from different directions, which can help to solve the issues. Um, also um, a topic that I think is very interesting to shortly mention here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know what, in, in the end, I'm not so sure about the definitions because I haven't really researched the topic, but I would like it if people in companies and not necessarily older generations, but you were saying that the younger ones are living diversity or are breathing diversity, whereas the older ones aren't. And the way I like to look at, at diversity is people who have not necessarily worked in this area, you know, I mean, when, when you're a recruiter, try to consider other people aside from, from the ones that you usually consider or look at people who have, I don't know, who are over 40 or 50 or, or even 60 in some way. So to me, in the end, diversity is just sort of widening your horizons when it comes to your pool of candidates yeah. and uh, trying to accept that people can be different and still succeed at what they do, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think especially the recruitment process is uh, maybe a point where you can implement many diversity measures or try to to um, yeah, not be as biased as uh, uh, possible. I mean, everyone has biases and our brain works like that with, without having um, categories or a building fast categories. Our brain isn't working, but knowing that, I think it's really important to, um, to um, yeah, find processes which mm -hmm. make don't fuel uh, those biases. So, for example, okay. we try to um, to keep uh, our first interviews um, via phone. So we stick to phone calls. Many people yeah. ask if we can also FaceTime or do a video call. But the very first call, I think, is, um, is um, so special because you're really listening and you're really um, um, listening to the things people are saying and, and you're not um, distracted by the faces or the light or um, the things you're seeing on the screen. So um, I, I really, really like phone interviews and I think uh, we, we should preserve that and keep it that way because, um, yeah, you can kind of um yeah 
you can avoid a lot actually and again you can avoid uh, being too biased yeah yeah exactly exactly um how are you guys involved in getting to know the people understand their needs and wants mm -hmm. um i think um as i was mentioning earlier um it's it's very very important to get to know your people i mean of course um very much depending on the size of the company um if you have hundreds of employees i guess it's kind of hard as a maybe um, founder or a managing director of the company to know everyone but um, we are luckily in a situation that um, Christine and I as um, HR people we we know everyone um, because we participate in every feedback we really take initiatives to get to know the people and um, yeah one, one example we can give um, is about our um, feedback process that we have from the beginning um, we 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 keep in touch um, every month, uh, the first month, after three months, after six months, we are constantly mm -hmm. in an exchange to understand um, what what are people feeling, what is their well-being. I think this is extremely important. And um, yeah. um, we, we strongly believe that um, it's kind of a necessity to understand the needs um, and to act accordingly to the needs. And um, of course, also, um, this is a part where our leaders, um, leaders are taking the responsibility over because they are the ones that are um, um, working very very closely with um with our employees and especially mm -hmm. them we we see it's their task to um to know their direct reports and um also to maybe have the empathy to understand how in a way they can talk with them and in what way they need support and in what way they need direction and in what way they need their freedom um i think this is very 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 important um to understand and also to um yeah, de develop in a, in a way on, on that regard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, with, with Saskia uh, saying that, um, especially in our very first feedback meeting after uh, an employee has started, um, we focus yeah exclusive exclusively um on um exchanging private information and really getting to know a person so um we have developed for this purpose a few questions which are um asking um yeah especially about uh, private matters or um preferences so uh, for example what does a perfect working day look like for you or uh, what is your worst day or um what can people talk to you about for hours? So <laughs> if one is uh, quite shy, yeah. how can I interact with you? And how can I um, yeah, get you into the group with which topic um, or what is your preferred feedback channel? Um, what do you think makes a good um, working relationship? And a question mm -hmm. like that, really, really get to know each other on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these are really, really useful points. And also, I was wondering, since you guys are in the area of marketing and social media, what social channel would you say is the best for building an employer brand? That's a, that's a very good uh, question, because I think um, even for us in, in the field of uh, marketing, it means um, experimenting a lot and um, taking mm -hmm. our um, yeah, experiences and, and see what is working best. Um, and I think if we would have to break down what are um, the, the best channels for us, I think 
um, yeah, considering an employer brand. Um, and I think maybe we, we can can be kind of proud that this is working for us in a way. Um, we, we get a lot of people through our employees. So we have a really, really strong mm -hmm. um, That's good. network and um, mm -hmm. people working for us apparently are really happy, which is uh, it's really good so that they recommend us to um, their previous colleagues or friends. And this is a way that is really working well for us. So we at least can see that our um, internal branding and the, the the values and culture we share is um, understood by everyone and everyone can identify, which is, I think, a nice and really strong compliment for us. But of course, um, um, to the outside world, um, we also um, tried a lot of different things. I think we, we are very present on all the typical channels. And um, in particularly, actually, um, we noticed that lately TikTok is really working well for us. Um, we have some colleagues who um, take the time and, and record some, some nice TikTok videos um, about yeah uh, our work, working environment. And of course, mm -hmm. we are using trends. And I think most importantly is that uh, we don't take um, ourselves too seriously. We can laugh about cliches. We can laugh about um, especially agency cliches. I think everyone that worked <laughs> in an agency environment yes. knows um, there is a lot of jokes. That. Exactly. So um, we, yeah, we kind of um, taking this as a fun thing and um, making a nice video about it. And we can see that this is really, um, yeah, crashing. Um, that's, um, that's super nice. Like we, we have thousands of views on, on those videos, even though we are just using this, you know, as a, let's say, um, fun um, uh, branding channel on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think this is in, in some regard, of course, um, um, a good Good thing for us because we, we really notice we are having people applying uh, saying, hey, I just saw your video on TikTok and it looked kind of funny. And I thought, hey, I'm checking you out. And and this way we didn't even really um, put an advert there, but um, it, it worked in a nice way. And um, other than that, I think um, the, the classic channels um, like like LinkedIn, of course, we, we have a presence there and uh, we are sharing um, things we are doing and trends that we are discovering um, that is working very well for us too um yeah so so much about i think um christine maybe you you have some other thoughts on that um i don't yeah, know i think um i would emphasize tiktok um here because um i think tiktok offers a channel to um really authentically present culture how it really looks like inside and how people behave talk cloth um, if you think back, I think 10 years ago, you always saw the same uh, job and career pages with stock photos and everything looked so polished and perfect and not really representing how it really looks inside. And uh, mm -hmm. so I think TikTok is way more entertaining and you can play with cliches and stereotypes and use it um, for your advantage and um, yeah, show a complete different side of your company and culture. So I I think um, this could be a really, really um, interesting channel to look on. And um, yeah, I, I would also emphasize, Aska, saying that um, employee referrals are super um, crucial for us because if you think about it, every one of us has, I think, at least five really close friends. Uh, and, and what are the topics you're talking about with your close friends? Always work always maybe some hobbies and relationships. And 
Um, so everyone has a huge network. And if you talk positively about your employer and um, then maybe your friend is talking to another friend and saying, oh, I've heard you, you, you work in marketing and you're unhappy. You know what? I have a friend and this friend is super yeah, happy absolutely. and also working in marketing. So um, I think this is a kind of hidden channel and maybe um, a channel uh, which um, many people aren't really thinking of or not considering. Um, and yeah. I think this is um, a good channel to maybe look a bit closer and um, reevaluate if this is maybe, yeah, a thing that or a channel that one is already using or not. And uh, if one can maybe improve on that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would have had some more questions, but unfortunately, we need to, to draw our conclusion. So <laughs> I will just ask you, I would have said guys, but it's actually girls, uh, <laughs> for some resources that have been very helpful to you in your career so far. Ah, this this is a very good question. I think um, um, network again. So for me personally, it was uh, extremely helpful to work in a recruiting agency as a first step, because um, I had the chance to meet many many clients and companies and different people, recruiters, and uh, to expand my network at a very early age. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, therefore I would recommend creating accounts on business platforms, get connected. Uh, follow uh, topics and um, yeah, may maybe people you are really interested in or that uh, kind of inspire you uh, also on business platforms like LinkedIn. You have so many free webinars and um, there you again are getting to know people <laughs> and uh, meet people again. So I think this is a really good um, career pusher, if you want to say it like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I it helps definitely. Yeah, I think that is that that pushed my career, if you want to phrase it like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think I can um, uh, definitely agree with uh, what Christine has uh, shared. Maybe uh, on top of that, if I'm I'm thinking of myself, I think it's um, important to always stay curious and to do not hesitate to ask questions. And um, in that way, being bold and continue asking those questions until you get the answers um, that you're looking for and um, speaking openly um, with your friends and with your network. Um, I think especially maybe now from, from a very female perspective, um, we, we all know that um, that it is a more common thing to to have this mentoring circle um, within within men um, in, in kind of a way. So um, my friends and I, we um, we started talking way, way more about business related topics. And uh, we are not all working in the same field. We are working in very different branches. But um, yeah, we were facing similar issues. And I think it's super, super helpful to um, to exchange and to talk to people about um um, potential things also um, in terms of what what are things that you can expect and um, what you can actually ask for and don't be hesitant and shy in that regard um, I think this is something um, that I that I would like to add and um, of course yeah don't don't uh, don't make yourself small um, always be present and and I think then you are being heard and um, that can be very very helpful for you and your career Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. 
Well, I, I wish you good luck um, at Intermate and personally, of course. And uh, this has been real fun, very, very productive discussion. Discussion in three. I will repeat the format for sure. <laughs> and I hope we can meet in person one day. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for your time and your interest. And it was um, very fun talking. Yeah, same here. Thank you. Thank you for the stage. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. 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 This was Employer Branding, the Inside Podcast. You can find our podcasts on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and content on employer branding-related things on employerbranding.tech. Until the next time, stay tuned. Bye.